Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. We've been following Paul and Barnabas on their missionary journey, and they've made it to the end of their journey, and now they're starting to travel back through the towns where they preached, and all along the way, they're encouraging the believers, and they're raising up disciples. And yesterday, we talked about how a disciple is not just somebody who knows Jesus. A disciple is somebody who's actually making disciples. This idea that you would go from being dead to an infant in your faith to a teenager to a young adult and to a full-grown parent who's making disciples and that through that process you have to envision there would be people on different parts of that spectrum and so as Paul and Barnabas are preaching they're going to see people who are at each point in their faith and they're going to raise up leaders who can continue the work while they're gone So I want you to think about a local church and what would that take? Because Paul and Barnabas could have each planted one church and they would have had two churches. That would have been addition. They would have added another church. But that's not what Paul and Barnabas are doing. They're multiplying. They're planting churches and then the churches are planting churches and they're moving on and planting more churches. So this is what it says. This is how they're doing it in Acts chapter 14, verse 23. Paul and Barnabas also appointed elders in every church. Okay, so what is an elder? Well, an elder is a leader of a local church. They have the responsibility of shepherding and guiding and leading the local church. So what does an elder look like? Well, an elder is a disciple maker. They're a discipler. They're a mature believer. They're mature in their faith. They are full of the Holy Spirit. They're sold out for Jesus. You can just think about somebody who it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. They're going to be the fruit of the Spirit's going to be visible in their life. Uh, their family is going to be in order because if they can't lead their own family or keep their own family in order, they're not going to be able to keep the body of Christ in order. And that's not to say that every dysfunctional family is headed by somebody who's disqualified for eldership. It's just saying that your family is the place you should seek to lead first, and then that would qualify you in some way to also be able to lead the church. So that person uh, in, in that time, those elders would have led that church and they would have stayed there because they're sold out to that local church where Paul and Barnabas are just sold out to preaching the gospel across the region and to the known world, to the Gentiles. These people would be sold out to preaching the gospel in their community. So ideally, an elder would be sold out to that community, stationed in that community, uh, long tenured staying at that church. And in modern times, my church has elders, the church I go to, and I trust those elders. I want to follow those elders. I want them to lead me. That's what I want from my elders. And if I have an issue, I would love to talk with one of them. But ultimately, I'm going to pray for them to have the discernment and wisdom that they need in order to lead. If you were looking to become an elder or if you are looking to put elders in your church, some other things you might consider. You might want to have a variety of skill sets because we all have different gifts. So it would be great to have somebody who was an elder, who was a deep theologian, who knew the Bible, who could speak into God's wisdom about what has God spoken through his word. It would be good to have somebody who uh, was a good manager. They knew how to bring people together. They knew how to lead a team. They were a team builder. It'd be good to have somebody who knew how to preach 
Preaching is always good. Sharing the gospel, being an evangelist who can share and tell other people. It would be good to have someone who was good with finances because leading an organization, understanding how the finances are taken care of, being a wise steward of what God has blessed, that would be a good trait. Uh, maybe a specific kind of manager. I think a lot of times churches are going through construction or some sort of uh, improvements, facilities. It'd be somebody, it would be good to have the engineering type brain in there as well. God made all of these unique people and we would want them to be represented in our eldership if possible. Verse 23 goes on, it says, with prayer and fasting, they turn the elders over to the care of the Lord in whom they put their trust. So Paul and Barnabas appointed these elders, then they prayed over them and they fasted with them, and then they left the Lord to run the show. They entrusted them to the Lord. Now they didn't leave them completely alone. They did check back in with them. They did help guide them. But these elders were tasked with growing the church in their local community. And so on that, we're going to close with a prayer. God, you are uh, an amazing God who's message is for everybody. And yet one of the ways that you've tasked us to spread the gospel is through your church. The church is your bride. And God, as we spread the the message through the local church, I pray that you would raise up elders, leaders, uh, teachers, volunteers. You would raise up all the people that it takes to create a community that's thriving and sold out for you. God, I pray that you would use us in a mighty way, both to be those people and to raise up those people, to invite other people into the ministry that we're doing. God, we love you. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.